The opinions expressed on this podcast are not meant to be disseminated as medical advice. If you need additional clarification or have questions, consult a mental health professional in your area. Hello, and welcome to 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage, the podcast where a comedy writer, that's me, and a psychologist, that's Steve. That's- Damn it. Hello, that's me. Starting off with profanity. Uh, oh, man. The podcast where we try to solve you know, your This lo- is like one, two, do we go on three or is it one, two, three, go? Uh, that kind of thing. We have had almost 50 episodes to work that out and we have not. It's the, po- uh, the podcast. Let me, let me finish the intro. Yeah, yeah. Do the intro. What's the matter with you? The podcast where we try to solve your long running relationship issues in 10 minutes or less. How are you doing tonight, Steve? (laughs) (laughs) Wow, you follow that script come hell or high water. That's good. (laughs) I'm doing all right. I got some energy tonight. What do we got coming in from the listeners? What you got? That's good. We got got an interesting question tonight. I'm excited about this one. All right. I own a house with my husband, and my father moved into my basement apartment about a year ago. We had a clear written agreement that this was two separate households, not communal living. He is in good health and completely self-sufficient. Uh, There have been some communication problems, and Dad has a few unique tactics. Uh, One is to agree with whatever issue you bring up, but not in a way that takes responsibility or resolves anything. He manages to agree in a way that makes it seem like you are both the victim of some unspecified third party or with some non-answer, and it feels like having the rug pulled out from under you. Tactic two is playing the the victim. Uh, Bring up a problem, and he'll tell you about how overwhelmed he was by something else you feel guilty. Tactic three, if you do actually manage to engage him in a discussion, it feels as if it is going well, uh, you are sorting things out and having a great talk, only to have him go right back to whatever problem behavior was happening before like nothing happened. Example, after moving into the basement, my father would wander into our part of the house use our bathroom, and even come upstairs and into my bedroom. I eventually had a conversation about boundaries and the agreement we'd made when he moved in, and I thought that conversation went really well. My dad was engaged and asked questions to clarify. I later checked with my husband, who also thought things were clear. But the next day, my father walked all through our house again and up into my bedroom where I was laying down. This time, I confronted him and said that when I was upstairs, I was trying to rest and didn't want to be disturbed, and he smiled and nodded sheepishly and went back downstairs. It has mostly stopped after this, but there is still an uneasy sense that he doesn't uh, doesn't understand or doesn't want to understand boundaries and won't change anything till you back him into a corner, which is exhausting. I understand that people don't have to behave the way I want them to, but I also don't feel as though I have an obligation to put up with people who are always pushing the envelope, and this is a clear agreement about my house. At this point, I'm not comfortable with him. I don't trust him and have limited interaction with him, which is fine with me, but do I owe him more of an explanation? Given the fact that talking talking things through seems to make no difference, I'm reluctant to even try as I'm exhausted. Most of my irritation with him stems from what feels like evasion tactics when I try to talk to him, and honestly, I've lost all respect for him at this point. He never turns the issue back on me, so I don't know if I'm dealing with any kind of diagnosable personality disorder, as this doesn't seem to fit anything I've heard of. If this were a romantic relationship, I would have ended it by now. Is it possible <clears throat> he actually doesn't understand my... Uh, is my big question. He seems so bumbling and innocent, yet I find it hard to believe that an intelligent adult genuinely doesn't understand. All right, Steve, I can already see the layers you're going to dig through on this one, so please go ahead and complicate things. 
Actually, I have a very simple explanation first, and then I'll complicate things. I'll save <laughs> one for the end. <laughs> well, all right. I'll just sort of go in order, and I'll end with my more simpler one. But uh, a written agreement with a family member, you might as well write it on the back of a cocktail napkin and then wipe your face with it. Like... Family, those kinds of things don't matter, whether it's borrowing a couple thousand bucks for a down payment on a house or whether it's you can't come upstairs into my bedroom, you freak. Like uh, those things just don't matter because families are going to run over those kind of boundaries, written or unwritten. What are you going to do, sue your family? Like that's when (laughs) things just go horribly wrong. And uh, the other part of this, I think, is... If my simpler explanation... Now, let me give the simple one first, because that's going to be the backdrop. I do wonder how old the letter writer is. Uh, No, you know what? Scratch that. I wonder how old her father is. That uh, if he is mid-70s or above, the first thing that comes to my mind is, let's get him checked for dementia. Because that can lead to every single thing that she's talking about that's making her nuts. And at no point in her letter did she seem did she indicate that this has been the way he is his whole life. This is the way we've always interacted. This is the way like this seems to be something that surprised her when he moved into her home. Most family men, like if your parents moved into your house, you could kind of predict what the problems are gonna be. Like you just know your parents. That's the way it works. And the fact that this is all of a sudden springing up makes me think, if this is new, that's the first place I look, is is he starting to get a little touch of dementia? Because that's going to lead to this kind of thing. So I would ask questions, like just simple things that you hear on the radio or TV, like does he lose his car keys? Does he forget which room he's in? Just little things. Does he forget names? Those things start to go. And then other things like how is he sleeping? Is his um, daytime, nighttime reversing some nights? Like is he getting up at 1 in the morning thinking it's 1 in the afternoon? And then doing that sheepish, oh, of course it's 1 in the morning. How foolish am I? Oh, let me go back downstairs. Like those are ways that people with dementia cover because they're embarrassed. And frankly, they're doing things they don't understand either. And so their brain tries to make sense out of what it is that I'm doing. And so those kinds of explanations aren't necessarily narcissistic. They're more, I'm trying to cover my tracks in a way that actually makes sense to both of us. And then, but so going forward, it, say dementia is not the issue. There's also an issue of pride that if your father, if I'm, I have a 21 year old daughter and I don't know how life is going to go, but I do know this. If I ever have to move into the basement of her and if she has a husband and children, like I'm going to feel awful about it. And I don't know how I'll handle it. Like that's a lot of pressure. And if I'm getting a little older anyway, I could probably get away with walking around with no pants once in a while. Just because, <laughs> please oh, don't. <laughs> For the sake of your entire family, please don't. <laughs> And uh, frankly, my daughter will always be my daughter. Or I'll say that backwards. I will always feel like her father. It doesn't matter how competent she gets, how successful she gets, what kind of life she forges for herself. I'm going to feel like her father, which will make her nuts sometimes and make her appreciate the security that gives her sometimes. But if he's on the making her nuts and continuum because both of them are kind of spiraling because he don't want to be there and she now doesn't want him to be there, that creates a lot of pressure. But after all of that, I will say, James, I come down to, I would really take a hard look. If you have a physician friend or even a psychologist friend, just have them over for dinner one night. And uh, don't do anything that's uh, weird and creepy, but just make it sort of surreptitious. Just kind of sit around the backyard, have a couple beers and barbecue, and just have them kind of chat with your dad a little bit and see what they think. Because we kind of know what we're looking for, and we can be subtle about drawing some of that information out. 
Yeah, I'm going to go a lot simpler. Here's what you do. You go to uh, Home Depot, 15 bucks. you get yourself a lock, you slap it on the basement, boom! You, he's not coming up anymore. He can't wander through. I mean, it sounds like it's just it's clear access between the two spaces. Six ninety five. the whole thing is solved. Yeah, think about that. All this stress it's caused for all these, but they had the solution. If, you're, if your front door is locked, and if that basement door is locked in a way that he can't unlock it, he's not going to wander through the house. And this is, if you were renting to a stranger, you would absolutely have that kind of lock on there because it would be two separate households so yeah. that that one is going to solve a lot of it um i think there might be some wisdom to what steve was saying my, my first inclination was to say oh it's not dementia but you never know because again if i were going you know if i were slowly losing my memory i would absolutely cover for it i might act just like sure. he's acting right there uh, sure. but i think there's something there that, that steve didn't touch on maybe and that's loneliness i mean we don't know for sure that he's living there sure. just because this is the only possible place he could go i mean there's a lot of nursing homes you can end up with a medicaid or you know low need anything like that where you could end up where he could live out his days but he didn't he lived he, he picked to live with you and as much as that might hurt his pride on the flip side he gets to be near his daughter every day and maybe that hurts him to be sealed out so maybe there's a middle ground that we can find him some uh some somewhere in there where you include him while also keeping your distance so first of all i'm absolutely serious about that lock on the basement door just put it on there and it doesn't matter what he agrees to or doesn't agree to or how much he forgets he's not going to get through that door unless he's got an axe or something down there and then you've got a whole different slate of issues on your hands so if he comes through your door like jack nicholson then it's time for him to move out but until then like maybe he just wants to hang out with you by the way so yeah, there we go we had a whole big fight about movie references a few minutes ago and wrong and wrong or so I'm, I'm glad we're there um but but with with that like okay so you don't want him wandering through the house that makes total sense but are there times when you can conclude him can you are there two nights a week when you say hey dad let's have dinner together because you have dinner tonight every every night of the week or just once every other week what are you comfortable with but i think there's got to be some time where you just kind of hang out and be and you know you're, you're an adult you've got your own life and that's perfectly fine but try to work in some time with him and maybe work in time when it's uh when it's convenient for you maybe like when you're inconvenienced anyway like when you're doing dishes or something else you know this something where your time is already being wasted say hey dad come hang out with me let's chat no i'm serious i, I i've gotten very good at doing double duty with stuff like that i mean there's we do a lot of mindless things during our day where you know what you could sit there and have a casual conversation with somebody while you do it so yeah i think uh i think he probably misses you a little bit and it might hurt his pride some if you lock him down there but that's okay lock him down there like some kind of troll but also invite him up and <laughs> make nice and uh and see how the relationship improves and if things aren't better like if you know you want to know what would be a dead giveaway that he has dementia or something if you put a yeah. lock on that basement door and he doesn't remember that and tries to keep getting through i mean that would that would be your first red flag right there you don't even have to have a physician come over for that one but yeah take some practical steps uh you know respect his pride a little bit uh except the fact that i think steve's right too that agreements with family never quite work out what you think but if you physically enforce that boundary and also make time to show him that you still love him and you'll still spend some time with him i think i think this might work out okay <laughs> all right just a couple things to close. <laughs> one man your barrel bolt idea married couples with children would never have sex if it weren't for a good barrel bolt <laughs> on the door so i agree with that but i'll give you a middle ground too which is put a visual reminder on his side of the door that may seem a little less <laughs> aggressive <laughs> but it's the same rules man i like that you teased out that word loneliness because i didn't even think of that and yet it could be profound in his life if he's getting to the age where his friends are are dying 
And uh, like, that's just a bad time for people. And even negative attention is still feeding the beast. Even for you to go, dad, get downstairs, come on. Like that may still fill him because that's a human interaction with another person. And that's maybe something that he's lacking in life. So I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. That was an oversight on my part. And I think it was a great catch. All right, you heard it, you heard it here first. Steve complimented me. <laughs> Who's the psychologist now? <laughs> it's definitely him, definitely him. Well, if you have a, uh, a a relationship issue that you want us to solve, it uh, can really be any kind of relationship. It can be parent-child like this one. It can be romantic partners. It can be co-workers. It can be parent-dog. Whatever you have, send it in to jamesbreakwell at explodingunicorn.com. That's Exploding Unicorn with the E. And we'll do our best to solve your issue in 10 minutes or less. This has been another week of 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage, and that's 10 minutes of your life you'll never get back. <laughs> <laughs>